Welcome to Taking the High Road, a Driver Reach and Freight Waves production. I'm your host, Jeremy Raymer, founder and CEO of Driver Reach, a modern recruiting and compliance software solution. On this show, I interview industry experts and thought leaders who bring their insights to the driver lifecycle as we discuss the industry's greatest challenges, driver recruiting, retention, and compliance. I appreciate all the positive feedback on the show. Please remember to rate and review Taking the Higher Road, whatever platform you use to listen. This week, I'm honored to have back on the show one of my very best friends in the industry, Hayden Cardiff, Chief Innovation Officer and founder of Idelic, who happens to be one of Driver Reach's strongest integrated partners as well. So glad to have you back on the show, Hayden. Absolutely, Jeremy. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, you help fleets reduce their total cost of risk you know, by implementing uh, Idelic's Safety Suite platform. I'd love to unpack how, uh, especially in this current climate, Idelic is a valuable investment you know, in safety and compliance. Uh, I'd love to learn how you've leveraged technology through artificial intelligence, machine learning, supercharged driver coaching. Uh, and I want to be sure we discuss what's new at Idelic, especially since the last time you were on the show was we recorded live at Idelic's user conference in Pittsburgh last year. We sure did. Um, yeah. And then lastly, I want to make sure that we save time for a question from a listener during our deeper dive segment. Think we can uh, knock that out today? I think we can. We'll give it a shot. <laughs> All right. Well, before we dive in there, uh, I'm curious, as is the custom, if you have any book recommendations for the audience, anything that you've read that was uh, impactful to you? Oh, man, that's a great question. Uh, but one of the one of the best that uh, that I've, I've kind of uh, taken, taken a liking to is from uh, actually from a really good friend and uh, industry leader, Brian Fielko, uh, Leading People Safely. If you haven't read that, please check it out. It's a fantastic read. Uh, and and very uh, and very astute observations and insights from a practical standpoint of how to actually go in and get buy-in throughout the entire organization to to proceed. And and how appropriate since we're talking about safety and compliance. Uh, Brian Fielko is a great friend and a great industry advocate and ambassador for safety and compliance. And I don't think it gets much better when you're talking about somebody at the top, right? The former CEO of of Jetco Delivery who who absolutely invested in safety and compliance top down. And um, yeah, that's a, it's a great book and he's got at least two books. So if you, uh, if you, if you read leading people safety and you like that, you read the rest because yeah, he's great. He's a class act and a, and a, and a great friend. So fun fact, before we, before we, you're talking, we're, we're talking right now, you are in Brazil. Right. Yes, actually I am. So my, uh, my wife is from here and so we are uh, taking, you know, at, been fortunate enough to spend the last couple months here uh spending some time with her family and allowing our kids to better learn portuguese and hopefully be able to speak with uh speak with their with their grandparents and an extended family so it's been a, it's been a good time well when i was at the university of georgia i had a couple of friends from uh from uh brazil who so i learned a little bit of uh portuguese but it was always the words that like get you in trouble if you <laughs> if you say them to somebody who knows what you're saying is the first that people tend to learn, right? <laughs> right. So, uh, so for those who may not be familiar with Idelic's beginnings, maybe I'd uh, ask you to share a little bit about that because uh, I know the most successful solutions often are created to solve a problem that you know a company was having, and then realize that that solution is something that you know could benefit all companies. And that was certainly how Driver Reach was created, and and I believe Idelic as well. So perhaps you can uh, expand on that. Absolutely. So we are very proud of our beginnings. Being able to, you know, come from the trucking industry is is an is an important thing for us and especially for our customers. And so I, I was actually working as a consultant for several trucking fleets. One in particular is Pitt Ohio Express, and 
uh, identified a couple key areas that uh, they, you know, they had me look into around better improving visibility into their drivers, understanding and and integrating and tying in all the different pieces of data around this driver to be more proactive and predictive. And it, it, the biggest piece that I started to understand and, and see was that no one had a really good solution for using all of the data that the, that fleets have. And there's so much data now, right, coming off of so many different systems. None of that is tied together. It's all disparate. It's and and doesn't uh, you know doesn't speak to one another. But we're all liable for that data. Right. Like in from a litigation standpoint, reliable for it. And no one had a good way of using that data proactively, predictively to understand which drivers at risk to then gain buy in from the drivers to then be able to go in and actually coach to actually change behavior. And so that was an issue that as I started to dig in and talk to anyone and everyone I could, I mean, spoke to, you know, over 70, 80 fleets of you know, small you know, 15, 20 driver fleets all the way up to quite literally UPS. And everyone across the board had the same issues. And they, again, they did not have a good solution to be able to use the data that was available to them, that they were again, liable for to be proactive and predictive and, and help with the coaching piece. So that was an area that we saw was a, a huge need across the board. And so we jumped in to try to solve for it. And that uh, that's kind of where the uh, the, the humble beginnings of Idelic Spring. And, and so we actually spun out of uh, Pitt, Ohio Express, which, uh, which was a huge benefit for us in having that industry knowledge and um, a fantastic uh, insight from that group who's one of the best when it comes to safety and risk management in the country. Seven-time ATA President's Trophy winning fleet. So really, really good group of people to uh, kind of help bounce ideas off of and, and be able to ultimately, um, you know, Take and, and run with the the concept of idyllic on our own. Yeah, that's exciting. What a, I mean, and and they're right there in Pittsburgh, also, right? So that's yeah. a great uh, incubator, almost. You know, uh, for you. That's exactly right. And again, like b- being you know, built uh, for a trucking company for a trucking company is, is is incredibly important. Starting with an understanding of the actual issue and challenge you're trying to solve for, much better than just trying to take technology and find a problem to solve but rather to have a problem that needs solving and then find a creative and innovative solution through technology to, to help with. Yeah, the good news is, one, I, I love that you said proactive and predictive, and I and I'll, I'll, we'll unpack that here shortly, but I know the, the trucking industry specifically is a little behind when it comes to embracing technology. Not not everyone, obviously, but yeah. but overall, compared to other large, other, not larger industries, but certainly other industries that are maybe more progressive or innovative, we're getting there. Yeah, and uh, and it's obviously I think you know companies like Idelic are helping to to pave the way when it comes to safety and compliance. And I know in, in the face of rising nuclear verdicts and settlements, as well as increased scrutiny around hiring practices and and compliance management, you know, can you just share a little bit about how how investing in Idelic actually uh, enables companies to to mitigate that risk? Because it's you could break that down in a number of ways. Yeah, no, and, and I think you're spot on, right? And I think the biggest thing that I've started to realize within the trucking industry over the last eight going on 10 years now is really just around fleets do invest in technology when they see a direct ROI, right? And I think that's the biggest thing. They're not going to just buy technology for technology's sake. They're really focusing on how do they drive operational excellence? How do they really focus in on 
uh, the ROI and the value. And, and you, you mentioned nuclear verdicts, you mentioned rising insurance costs, total cost of risk, like that whole bucket there is becoming one of the most important line items on the p and And I'll tell you why, like right now in 2023, right, we're seeing some um, you know, crazy fluctuations in spot market. We're seeing freight uh, soften. We're seeing, you know, it, it's not 2021, right? Like it, it is, it is a different market now. And you can't just go grab more drivers, grab more equipment and, and run more freight and just make a whole bunch more money. Like that's just not the environment that we're in today. And so with this type of financial environment, fleets has to focus on operational excellence. What does that mean? They need to find a large, meaningful area of cost and operate more effectively than their peers to create a competitive advantage. And so when you look at the top four or five line items on that PL from a cost standpoint, there's really only one that sticks out as something that can you can create a competitive advantage with. Right. You're you're not going to, compared to your peer group, you're not going to pay drivers less. You're not going to buy your equipment for less. You're not going to buy fuel for less, right? So you go down that list, there's really only one, which is total cost of risk. Losses, insurance, that bucket of cost is incredibly large. And it is the one area where you can see 50, 80, 100% swings, depending on your efficacy compared to your peers. And that is so meaningful in this type of financial situation, we're starting to talk to executives, CFOs, where the, the the resounding understanding throughout the industry started, I can't afford not to invest in improving my total cost of risk. And so that's where for us it has become a, a really important focus area is how do we help to really home in on that, that piece of lowering that total cost of risk so fleets can create that competitive advantage in the marketplace. And so it really starts with understanding the driver, their behavior, and being able to pinpoint who you need to engage with, right? So at Idyllic, our focus is helping fleets lower losses and imp- and prevent crashes. But to do that, it starts with understanding driver behavior. And like we've talked about before, there's so much data that most fleets are drowning in that you need to be able to tie in and integrate all those different data sources together to then be able to leverage technology like machine learning, predictive analytics, things like that, to understand who those drivers are, why you need to coach them in the first place, and then be able to assign actually effective coaching. And we'll, we could talk about that piece because I think there's some uh, important uh, important understandings that that uh, the, the industry is starting to learn just around what makes effective coaching as well. So. Overall, that's kind of the the one-two punch. Well, you're applying technology here. You're talking about artificial intelligence, machine learning. Um, that's that's pretty progressive, you know, for the trucking industry, which is yeah. exciting. Uh, and 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 if maybe if you could share how 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 does Idelic apply, you know, AI and and machine learning to not just respond to the, like risky driver behavior, obviously, yeah. but as you said, predict, prevent accidents. Yeah, I mean, right now you, I mean you. You can't turn on the TV, listen to a radio ad, flip on the internet and read an article without hearing about someone talking about AI, right? Chat GPT, generative AI, like the AI is everywhere. But a lot of that is 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 fairly laden with noise. 
for us in trucking and transportation, we oftentimes hear AI and cameras and, you know, oh, does your, does your camera have AI? Like you hear a lot about it, but what does it actually boil down to? What does it actually mean when it comes to understanding driver behavior? It, it, it has to be predictive, right? It has to be able to ingest not just camera data, but ELDs, FMCSA, accidents and incidents, driver tenure, demographic, all these different pieces need to get incorporated. There has to be a very large set of data to help you understand and compare from a trend uh, standpoint, compare um, and find those patterns of risk. And then you've got to be able to use legitimate machine learning uh, models to be able to understand and kind of predict before any major events happen. So you boil that all down. For for us, we really focus on uh, that predictive analytics side. So understanding which drivers are most at risk to get into a crash before that crash happens, right? And leveraging all that data is critical, obviously, so you can get that 360 degree more holistic view of that driver behavior. But you know, for, you know, for example, like being able to have over, you know, for us, we have over 250,000 individual crashes in our database to be able to compare it. So you have a crash and you look at all the events or behaviors that happened before that. And that's a pattern of risk. And like I said, we have over 250,000 of these patterns that as, you know, on a daily basis, when drive, you know, when we're comparing that, that bank of patterns to driver behavior on a day-to-day basis, we can flag those drivers who are now exhibiting the same patterns. So it's not just a scorecard. It's not just a, an if-then type of you know statement or tree. It's really an understanding based on all of that holistic data around your drivers, who is going to get into a crash in the near term. And we're finding that we can predict over 60% of preventable crashes uh, with drivers who hit the top of the watch list. And that's a hugely important and significant number and lift for fleets to be able to focus in on the drivers who are uh, most at risk and be able to have the largest impact with the very limited amount of time that we have day to day as safety risk management professionals. So you you just said watch list. So I assume that's that driver's watch list that help that that sort of sounds like those are the folks that might be exhibiting behavior that's, you know, most predictive towards a, a crash of some sort. That's exactly right. And obviously you want to be able to, to stack rank and compare your entire fleet because you want to be able to understand your best drivers as well, right? And you want to be able to give attaboys and 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 positive reinforcement for good you know, behaviors and good uh, driving patterns as well. But being able to understand and compare and be able to pull out that top five, 10, 20% of your drivers to say, all right, these are the ones that we want to work with. Again, this the, leveraging technology like this should not be a means to hire fire. It should be a means to understand who to engage with and who to coach. That's the biggest piece of this, right? It should, it, I, we are big believers that technology in general, any and all pieces of technology should exist. Effective technology, was it? Effective technology should exist to enhance human engagement and not replace human engagement, right? Uh, so, so being able to take away uh, tasks or you know data, you know data needs to to really focus in and, and enhance the ability for humans to connect and engage, right? Understanding which drivers are most at risk and why, so humans can connect and engage and, and actually improve driver behavior from that coaching standpoint. 
Uh, that's that is a very very important aspect of this whole equation. So coaching, professional development, all of that. I mean, that kind of leads me to my next question. You know, especially in your experience working with fleets, what have been some of the most common you know challenges that they face when it comes to implementing you know effective driver coaching programs? Yeah. So that's a, that's a fantastic question. So one of the things that we see very consistently quite often it's become the industry standard at this point is from a coaching, uh, from a coaching perspective, I invest in technology with cameras and then I utilize those cameras to understand, okay, here's my score coming off that camera. So I need to, to coach every single one of those telematic events coming off that camera, right? I got a driver who has a critical event, overspeed, harsh quartering, lane departure, whatever it is. I see it. It is a critical event call a driver, coach him, log him as coached, move on to the next, right? That has become industry standard. And that's there's a couple reasons for that. And I think the biggest reason, I mean, when you think about coaching, it really boils down to two things. You want to actually change driver behavior. And two, you want to be able to, to have a documented trail that you've done the things necessary to do for litigation and liability purposes, right? I am following through with my safety and risk management program. Those are the two, two bases that you're trying to cover. Now, with this style of, of coaching, it really has been a focal point to coach every single one of these uh, events so that we can cover our bases from a legal standpoint, right? We can show like, oh, we've, like, here's all of our coached events and like, we've done all the things we need to. But the challenge is when you do that and you coach a driver on a specific event, the driver gets incredibly defensive or has the opportunity to get very defensive, right? And that's human nature. Jerry, if, if I go to you and say, hey, you did this thing, you did something wrong in this event, it is natural for you to defend your actions in that event because we're debating what happened in this in this one specific, uh, one specific point in time. And that's a challenge. If a driver is defensive, they're not open to change. And so how do you get away from it? How do you move away from that defensive, combative, pull the driver in, slap him on the wrist, you know, call him into the principal's office type mentality? You get away from that by moving away from coaching off of events and moving towards coaching on behaviors. And so when you when you when you start to pair this with you know, predictive analytics, for example, you can start to understand, okay, who do I need to coach? But more importantly, the why behind it. I can understand. Why do I need to coach the specific behaviors? So now if a driver's got 47 overspeeds, I don't care about any one in particular event more than another. I care about the pattern that the driver is speeding. Then I can also tie that into a moving violation and maybe a backing accident, all showing you this driver's just going too fast. And so now with that being the case, I can tie in multiple behaviors and events and coach on a specific, a singular overarching behavior and say, all right, let's talk about speed management. So now instead of having five or six individual phone calls about five or six individual events to this driver, we can now tie that into a, we can have two weeks, three weeks prof professional development plan that actually addresses the root cause, doesn't create that tension and defensiveness from the driver and allows you to go in before for a major event. So now when you're talking to the driver, you can let them know, look, I'm not mad or I'm not upset. I want you to come home safely each night. 
you're a professional driver. It is our job to keep sure, to, to make sure that you are coming home safe. Let's work on that together. Sound like a plan? Great. You, you, you now have a much different conversation with that driver mm-hmm. and a coaching uh, program is much more effective. Well, as the chief innovation officer, like innovation is literally your middle name, right? What do you see as the future of, of AI and machine learning in the trucking industry? You're at the forefront of it. Any, any, any prognostications? Yeah. I mean, look, the, continuing to develop the predictive analytics is key, right? What, I mean, obviously you, you hear about, you know, predictive maintenance and some of these other things. And, and yes, we're starting to see some of those pieces that that is going to continue to develop. Predictive analytics, both inside the truck and outside of the truck are going to continue to be at the forefront of this. So we can prevent those crashes. It has to be, uh, the, can, you know, priority one a, um, and so I think that's, that's the biggest piece for us. Another area of what we're seeing is, is kind of the, the future is really when you think about that total cost of risk, the biggest portion, especially for, you know, small to mid-sized fleets is insurance. Mm-hmm. That insurance bucket is where the vast majority of your cost is sitting. And so how do you take control of that insurance conversation It's doing the right things but then the insurance carrier needs to know it, this is not just a flash in the pan. Any improvement isn't just a lucky good year. It's a trend and they should be able to bank on that trend where today, now you can improve your losses year in and year out, but you're not going to see improved rates for four or five years down the road because that's how long, that's the horizon that insurance carriers are looking back at your losses. So what we're seeing is kind of the future of both predictive analytics and safety and risk management in general is being able to give better tools to the insurance carrier to allow them to better understand your uh, improvement as a fleet. And so that's one of the areas that we're really excited about is being able to provide predictive analytics at the fleet level, being able to understand portfolio risk, being able to understand and see comparatively one risk, uh, you know, one, one fleet's risk compared to another giving the insurers a much better understanding that, yes, if you're doing the right things, if you're investing in technology as a fleet and you're seeing good improvements, which I'll be honest, we are, you know, I dealt customers see phenomenal results, 20% loss reduction on average in year one, got just a a huge amount of customers that are in that 35, 40, 50% reduction in, in losses and accident rates in the first year. Like those are significant and meaningful results, but it's up to the insurer to be able to, to, to understand that and give you credit for it. So now giving them tools to see and compare, um, is super, is super effective for not only their ability to help with risk control and, 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 uh, and underwriting, but also helps the fleets as well to, to kind of raise, you know, raise their hand and be like, look, we're, we're doing the right things. We're seeing the right results. We should get, we should get that approval for it. Well, it sounds like this is a topic that we're going to have to uh, explore in the coming months because it sounds like you're onto something there, and uh, especially as it relates to uh, you know the insurance uh, carriers. Uh, so, from that perspective, let's make sure that we uh, we connect on that because that's that's a that's an interesting angle, and I think it makes a lot of sense. Now, we do have a, one minute left, so I, I want to get into our deeper dive question. But honestly, I think you've kind of answered this, so maybe it's a, in summary. But the question is. 
we are getting squeezed at both ends. Rates are coming down and our costs continue to rise. How can we stop the bleeding? You kind of touched on some of the things that they really can and should be doing. Yeah. No, I mean, the biggest thing, especially when you talk about what's what's happening from a legal standpoint, in, in, you know, when you take uh, a, a claim to court and, and you have to deal with not even a nuclear verdict, just any, uh, you know, any verdict uh, going to court, it's so much more about your fleet's overall safety and risk management program as opposed to what happened in this specific case with this specific driver, right? The facts of the case are much less important. What's, what is much more important is how your fleet operates as a whole. Are you leveraging all the data that's available to understand proactively what's happening with each and every one of your drivers? Are you coaching proactively? Are you documenting and logging that coaching? Is your coaching consistent across your entire fleet? Are you producing and providing talking points and coaching points for different types of coaching programs, whether it be defensive driving, speed management, lane departure? Are you understanding and identifying and targeting the coaching based on the actual behaviors that the driver is exhibiting? Right, All of those things culminate into your safety and risk management program that gets put on display every time you have to go to court. And so now being able to have a consistency in identifying at-risk drivers beforehand, proactive and predictive, being able to assign consistent uh, professional development plans and have those talking and coaching points automated with the task management uh, system behind it, being able to log, track, and document those different pieces. Now, if you even if you get into a crash and it's not your fault, normally those turn into fair for decent sized checks that you're still cutting because you know the ambulance chasers are gonna are gonna chase right <laughs> and so but now like I, we've had consistent uh we've had consistently uh documented cases with our customers being able to go in and say no like we have everything buttoned up tied in it's all log track documented and i can defend my program, defend my drivers. We are doing the right things. And that total cost of risk is dramatically reduced. Well, Hayden, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm yeah. I'm grateful for our friendship, our partnership, and, uh, and I appreciate your passion and, and dedication to the industry. Absolutely. Thank you as well, Jeremy. As, as always, it's a, it's a fantastic pleasure. You guys are, are doing incredibly innovative things there at Driver Reach as well. So it's always a pleasure to be associated uh, with, uh, with that type of crowd. And I appreciate that. The, the time here today. And thanks for joining me for another episode of Taking the Higher Road and for spreading the word to your industry peers. We really appreciate it. And remember, you can submit any questions or comments, including those which may appear on upcoming Deeper Dive segments at podcast at driverreach.com. And don't forget to rate and review Taking the Higher Road, whatever platform you use to listen. Until next time, thank you for taking the higher road.